friend. Welcome to Pink Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Clayton. This is the show where we talk about working moms, women, and all things girl power. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today I have Victoria Varney with me, and she is our um, kids' awesome dance teacher, and she lives close to us, but I just wanted her to introduce herself and talk a little bit about her business. So welcome. Thanks. It's fun to be a part of this. I don't know what to say except I'm. my name's Victoria Varney. I, run, I have a dance studio, small dance studio that I run out of my home. It's called Dance Maker Studio, and I'm in my 12th year of running mm-hmm. the studio, and we're, we're not a competitive studio, we're a recreational studio, but we strive for good technique and foundation. And of course, the goal is to, to teach them to love their bodies, to love themselves, to, you know, learn discipline and hard work and, and all those skills. And then hopefully, if they keep, keep at it, and it's something they want to continue doing, hopefully they'll reach their goal of being able to be on the high school team of their choice or whatever they want to do with it. so That's awesome. And I love that you brought up that you want to teach them to love their body. There's this motto you always say with, with the girls. Um, can you just tell us where you came up with it, what it is? Sure, sure. So the motto, and we say it at the end of each class, it's just kind of a way to finish up the class. And, and we say it at the end of our recital too. And the motto says, I can do hard things, my body is amazing, and I never give up. And I started the motto just um, after a good friend of mine, her son committed suicide. Mm, and we were just feeling so much heartache, you know, for her. And, and I was just thinking about what a dark place he must have had to be in and to do that. And I just thought about all my students and how much I wanted them to have something, you know, to take with them as they go out in life and their journey to just remember. And, and so I, I kind of developed the motto based on that hard things, you know, we do hard things in the studio. We do our hard things out of the studio and life and school and in their jobs when they grow up. And I just want them to know they can do it. And then we talk about how our bodies are amazing, not because of how they look, but because of what they can do. And our bodies really are amazing. And, uh, and then the last part is just don't give up, just keep trying. And we know that, of course, everything we practice, we get better at. And I hope the students learn that things that were hard become easier once they practice and become stronger and better at it. And, you know, that's a life skill. So, so yeah, the, the motto, hopefully, is helpful yeah. to them. I did have one student who kind of graduated from my program and went on and was serving a mission and was having a really hard time. And, and she wrote me a letter and said that she repeats the motto to herself. Oh, my gosh. And that's how she gets through some of the hard days. And I just like, oh, my gosh, that made me so happy to know that it, it was working, you know. I it's love working. that. So sometimes I, I repeat that. it to myself, too. <laughs> well, and I think it's just so um, positive. I think today in this world, you know, with social media and the, the, all the phones the kids have, it's easy to get caught up in comparing yes and I think that that model is just beautiful I know like one of my family members really struggles with body image and so we actually talk about your model a lot and what does that mean to that your body is amazing and I think like that that's just so inspirational to have some one of your students carry that on like that's fantastic very happy (laughs) that's so great so maybe just talk a little bit about how you why you started the studio and what your 
Dan's background is. Okay. So I started dancing when I was three years old because my mom decided I had a lot of energy and just <laughs> needed an outlet. And so actually I started, there was a woman in our neighborhood growing up who had a, a little ballet studio in her basement. So I started oh, dancing cool. with her and, and her name is Linda Fenton and she's still actually still does a lot in the community with her dance studio. She's had her studio for more than 30 years and and um, one of the it. founders of Mountain West Ballet. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah, she's an amazing, you know, pillar in the community. So I was lucky enough to be in her neighborhood and started with her when she first began teaching. And of course, I just was hooked and loved it. And then in college, I graduated in modern dance from BYU. And, and immediately after graduation, I started working for competitive studios. And I really enjoyed it and loved working with the amazing, talented dancers and and some of the dancers I worked with were just so good and their technique was so good, their commitment, you know, they would dance every day and they were so good. But as the years kind of went on, I noticed that the music choices that a lot of the competitions were not age appropriate, mm -hmm. the costumes were no longer age appropriate. Sometimes the moves would make you kind of cringe when you're seeing these little girls dancing like... Like shimmies. Adults, yes, yeah. Yes, just yes. things that you don't expect to see little girls or boys doing. And I, I just started to realize that it wasn't maybe where I wanted to be. And so I started seeking, you know, employment at a studio that would have more conservative values and modest costumes, but still maintain really good technique and it was hard for me to find a studio like that in my area. And so uh, a good friend of mine just encouraged me. She's like, you've got a basement, start your own. And so I, I convinced my husband to invest <laughs> a little bit of money in finishing the basement and putting up some mirrors, you know. And, and the first year, we just we just put flyers on people's doors. And, and I think I had 37 students that first That's year. Amazing. But then word of mouth, you know, and, and I think there's just a, a real need for that, mm -hmm. that kind of good technique and, and solid foundation for dance and love for dance, but also keeping it age appropriate and conservative and, yeah. and making it so that everyone can come and watch the recital and feel like, you know, they're not going to see something that's going to make them uncomfortable. Yes. So, yeah. Well, and I love too that you... Um, when you started, it was basically word of mouth and flyers, you know, and just the word carried that you were amazing and people wanted to come to you. I think that's fantastic. I know when my girls were tiny, I was looking for something similar. It was like I was, you know, we went to the Dickens Festival yeah. and some of those festivals where you'd see some of the competitive dance and these little girls, tons of makeup, yeah. shimming, like showing their bellies, which... I just felt uncomfortable and I was like, I don't, I want my girls to dance. So I think there's definitely a need. Yeah. There's yeah. a need here. I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. So did you, um, I love that you built your studio in your basement and had to convince your husband. That makes me laugh because <laughs> I find with a lot of business owners, I talk to women who do their business in their home. It's a similar story. We have to convince our husbands. I remember when I moved my office into a bedroom just for me and my husband was like w what are you doing and I was like I just know I need this like <laughs> it takes a minute it and does. then they realize they'll adjust. <laughs> yeah they'll adjust and even now it's I think it's sort of a challenge for him sometimes it's hard to have the chaos and the you know he'll he travels a lot for work so mm. 
lucky for him he's not around sometimes you know to see but but there are times when he'll come home and there's just bags and shoes <laughs> and it smells like stinky feet you know? <laughs> but at the same time like when we don't have dance and we're on a break for summer or christmas break i think we kind of miss that positive energy energy in our home it really is neat and there's just something about those little girls coming and their excitement and boys too and they just come and they're excited they have a lot of energy and they just you know we channel the energy and get some good music going and and it's just it's a positive vibe and I like it I love that well and I love too when moms can work and be moms I think that's just so important I think um I know for me I need to work to be a better mom. I just know mentally for myself. And so how do you kind of balance that work-home lifestyle? That is a challenge, but you're right. I would not be sane if I didn't have it. And even though sometimes working and trying to balance it with your kids and your husband can make you insane. Right. You know that, you know, like when we do have summer break, I miss it. And I I feel like, you know, I'm not my best self unless I'm being challenged and I love the challenge of working with the dancers and, and, you know, and my kids, I think they like it too. Although sometimes it's inconvenient and it, but it has also made me less of a helicopter mom too. Totally it has same. forced them <laughs> and forced me to like have meals ready that they can prepare themselves and make them be more independent. They've had to learn to do their own laundry just out of necessity because they need something done, something washed and mom's busy teaching. So it's good, yeah. you know, whereas otherwise if I weren't if I weren't teaching, I think I would hover um <laughs> totally. You know. Yeah. So I think it's been good for them and they respect that and they they see the value of it because yeah. they've been a part of it too and yeah. my now my daughter's old enough that she can help teach with me and my my son helps me with the the hip hop class and and you know, it's kind of a a family That's affair That's and they fun. all help at the recital for sure. That's fun. <laughs> Well, and like you said, I think it's good for them to learn independence, you know, and, and to see a good model of like, this is, we can make it work. We can, and there's some good that can come from it. Yeah. What have been some of your challenges of having your business? So probably the biggest challenge, it's never, it's never the dancers. It's never the students. Sometimes it's challenging with the parents. Mm. Um, I'm not a very confrontational person, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't graduate in business I graduated in dance <laughs> right. so early on I had to learn to be really firm mm-hmm. and like trying to collect money from people was a, a challenge and it still is it's not as bad now because I've you know you have to you have, yeah, to, you have to you have to make people pay you <laughs> but that was hard for me at first reminding people to pay and and enforcing late fees if they're late and mm-hmm. and you know that that was a challenge and I think it's also just been a challenge because it's a home-based business of just working with my neighbors and making sure they're not inconvenienced too much and that it that it's, you know, okay yeah. for them and that they're understanding. I'm lucky because they are very understanding and a lot of them have a connection or either a relative of theirs takes dance from me or their own kids have mm-hmm. taken dance. So that helps a lot that they're very understanding, but it's still, I don't want them to be, you know not able to get into their own driveway or, you know, feel like it's too much traffic or it's dangerous. So that's probably my other, those are my two big challenges personally for me. Well, and I think it's interesting too, I didn't go into business either, but um, I think too, as women, maybe also in Utah, we, there's kind of this cultural 
I think it's a misconception sometimes that we need to be kind and nice and whatever, but we're, we're also businesswomen. We need to collect payment. We need to be paid what we're worth. We need to run a business. And it, it can be hard, especially with friends yeah. or people you know to it be like, be like <laughs> you owe me money. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I think people understand business is business. And yeah. most of the time people understand. And there have only been a couple, like two or three incidents where... I've had to, you know, cut ties cut or ties, sever ties yeah. and just say, hey, it's just a business decision. Yeah. I, I can't keep giving your child free dance lessons. Right, you know? right. So it's, right. that is a challenge. And then there are times when somebody has come to me and they really have a hardship or there's, they're going through a struggle and I don't want their dancer to have to drop out and I will work with them. And so that's then, awesome. you know, that's an opportunity to maybe have the business give a scholarship or something. Love that. And that is great. When I've been able to do that, I've been happy to be able to help that way. But that's fantastic. But yeah, it's just the business right. Business side of it, which my husband, you're right, he would never struggle but I do struggle with comfort you know confronting and saying hey by the way you still owe me, you know. Right, right. And I'm gonna hold you accountable. Right, right. So um did you ever, we talked about this before, but maybe just share when you were in college, were you thinking of teaching dance? Was that kind of in your future? What were your plans in college? So at first I thought I might go into early childhood education. Mm-hmm. I did really love kids. I had been teaching dance a little bit because when I was in high school, um, actually a woman who had a studio in her basement hired me to teach a few classes. So I kind of liked being around kids. I babysat a lot and did some nannying. And so I thought maybe I'll go into early childhood education. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll just do, you know, education in general and maybe mm-hmm. do dance education, teaching maybe in junior high or high school. But ultimately I figured out that I didn't want to be a high school teacher or a junior high teacher. And I mm-hmm. kind of came back to, you know, what do I really love doing? Well, I'm happiest when I'm in the studio with with kids who want to be there and yeah. sharing a passion, you know, that I have for, for movement and for dance. So, so I just kind of came back to that and it's been a real blessing because when my kids were little, you know, and I was at home, I'm so sorry. You're fine. <laughs> but I was at home with them. Um, I love the ringtone. <laughs> yeah. And that's my husband. <laughs> but, um, when I was at home with my little kids during the day, it was something I could do in the evenings mm. to get out of the house and and still, you know, use my skills and, and, you know, right. It was a good side job, a a good part-time job that I could do on evenings or on Saturdays. So it was a real blessing in it. And it was a bit of an income too, which we needed a little supplemental income, but I could still be at home with my kids during the day. And then as my kids have gotten older, I've just been able to increase my teaching schedule. And so where do you find most of your resources? Like, how do you stay up to date with your um, music and your technique and just the, all the new stuff coming out, what helps you? Well, the internet is amazing. Like right. YouTube is amazing. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And so sometimes if I need inspiration or some ideas for music, I go to YouTube, I see what other people are doing, you know, and, and it's neat to see things all around the world even too. It's opened up so mm. much, you know, there's a lot of music out there that we don't normally listen to, but might be Yes, you know, yes. popular in other countries or whatever. So it's a great resource. and Well, in your Zumba background. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that's awesome. That helps. Yeah, 
I think that helps a lot because it's neat to find music choices that they don't hear all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and to try to find something different. Of course, there's always classical music. I try to incorporate that, but yeah, um, it's good to go to YouTube and just kind of see things and be reminded about, yes. you know, maybe things I've forgotten about or... Well, and I know for my daughters that you're a big Michael Jackson fan. That's true. And I love that. And I love that there's that they sometimes do Michael Jackson songs. I think that's fantastic. Oh, good. Like <laughs> like your personality comes out in your show and like you're you're helping them shine, but you're also showing part of what you love, which oh, I love. I hope I so. I try to choose music that the parents will enjoy too. Yes. Sometimes, you know, it's fun to have something nostalgic and some variety in the recital for, for sure. Sure. So. Yes. Well, and I love the idea of helping the students have age-appropriate learning. You know, that's something that's really important, that we're not trying to push kids to be adults. We're not trying to push too much at them. We're trying to embrace their childhood and developmentally. kids be kids. Right. For sure. I love that. Sure. And just want to challenge them and get them to be the best that they can be, but also make sure that they just embrace the age that they're at, you know, because... They'll grow fantastic. up fast enough. <laughs> they will. They will. Well, and um, where do you see, like, your business in the future? Where do you see it in, like, five years? Where do you see yourself? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it, but I am getting older, and there are times when I feel my age, and I think, oh, how many more years can I do this? But I'm hoping to can you, you know, continue to do it. I have my brother has four little girls. And so oh. they're just starting to take dance from me. And <laughs> yes, he keeps having children. And, they, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no, here's another one. that'll. Oh, here's another dancer for you. So that keeps me motivated. I, yeah. I love teaching, you know, teaching them and, and just all of my students, seeing them grow. And that's one of the most rewarding things is when they stick with it. I get to see them grow and progress and become mature, you know, yeah. beautiful young women and, and men and it's kind of neat when, when they stick with it. I mean, elementary school teachers have a great job because they get to see the rewarding, you know, mm. as the year goes on. But I feel like I'm even luckier because I get to have students for five, six, seven, That's eight, true. nine, ten years even, you know. That's true. And it's really neat to see them That's awesome. grow and develop and, and just, wow, look at that. You know, that used to be hard for you and now you're doing you know, a double pirouette. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. I am, you know, and it's neat to see them just kind of get more confident and, you know, see what they're going to do with it. It's kind of fun and exciting. Well, and we talked about this too, but I love too that you help give them a foundation in dance so that they can do drill or cheer or gymnastics or theater. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a lot of options. You give them just a good technical back and lyrical background so they can kind of choose. I think that's really important. I think so too. And I hope also that it just gives them a good foundation, even if they never go on to do a high school team or, or anything after junior high or high school. I just hope it gives them a good habit of exercise yes. and just, you know, loving their body and, and seeing that they can, you know, change their circumstances if they want to, because I think that's really empowering, you know, as we go old, get older and have children and you know be pregnant and not pregnant and but you know that you are the one that has control over your body and mm-hmm. and that you can make make things happen and they've already kind of got that habit of you know feeling the burn and you yes. know, feeling the stretch working hard. working hard and getting results from from working hard and yeah. I think that's really you know really empowering so yeah. I hope that if nothing else they just have a good foundation of a habit of 
like exercise and loving their mm-hmm. body and, and being strong. Well, I love that when the girls will come home and they'll be like, whew, she worked us hard today. I'm uh, like, good. Another adult who's coaching them and helping them see what hard work means, yeah. not just mom and dad. Yes. You know, it's like someone else who can be a mentor for them. And I know they look up to you a ton and oh, love your studio. Thank and I you. think it's fantastic. So what, what advice would you give to someone wanting to open their own business or their own studio? What, what, what are maybe some tips and tricks you would recommend? I would just say, just be you, you know, mm-hmm. your studio is ultimately you. You're kind of selling your brand of dance, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think you just got to make it your own. Don't worry about what other people are doing. And, you know, when I first started my studio, it was hard. I gave up teaching at a competitive studio where there were really fantastic, amazing dancers. And I kind of had to start from scratch. And, mm-hmm. and so it's hard. It took several years before I got students who were good enough to do advanced things again sure and it was hard at first but but ultimately I, I'm so glad I did it because you know I got to do it my own way mm-hmm. and I and I feel comfortable with the music and the costumes and and everything and I feel good about what I'm giving to them and and so it's worth it you know but I, I have a new studio owner I would say just be you don't worry mm-hmm. about the other studios around just do what you feel because ultimately that's what, you know, it's your passion. We do it because we love it. Yes. You know, we're yes. in it for the, for the outcome, not the income. Right. right? <laughs> well, and I remember we talked uh, uh, probably a year ago or so, and I was still like trying to decide whether I should start my own business and what I should do. And I remember you said something really specific. You said, um, I think I asked you like, why, why did you start your own business? And you said, I didn't, I didn't want to help someone else reach their dreams. I, w- I was tired of doing that. You'd done that. Yeah. I wanted to build my own dreams. Right. And that just stuck with me. And I was like, that really motivated me to start my own business and be like, I, I have worked for people for years. And now it's my turn. I want to do like things my way and with my own brand. And yeah, so, good. yes, thank you that's for that. Great. I think that's, that's so great <laughs> wisdom, you know. And sometimes we just need that little push to be like, yes. You know, because it's scary at first to be like, do I have what it takes? Am I going to, you know, is this too big of a risk? Am I going to put myself out there and then have fail? You know, but just to think, well, you might as well give it a try. And You never know to yeah. try, that's yeah. for sure. So, yeah, I, love I, that. I think that's so true. And I think that, you know, in life, you always have to take a risk. And it's true. So who knows what the next chapter will be, but. Yeah, right. But I'm real happy in the chapter I'm in right now, so I hope. I love that. And I'm thankful for people like you who see the value of what we do and and sign your kids up, you know. Oh, for sure. That makes me happy. So as long as I have people who are willing to do it, I think I can keep keep doing it. Awesome. Keep hang on. Well, thank you so much. It's been so great to chat. And I think... um, just encouraging for us to share our stories with each other. That's why I love sharing women's stories on the podcast. Just, I think we need to just hear other people's stories and know like we can, it can be done. We can be done. We can work towards our own dreams and, and it's, it can be tangible and doable. Yeah. So thanks again so much. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to pink girl podcast. Join us next time.